Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you enjoy this message. It's great to see you all this morning. As Sean said, my name is, my name is Steve. Um, along with being an associate pastor here, along with my wife, we are co-leaders of the, of the worship team, the worship pastors here. Um, and I'm going to reiterate, take the opportunity to reiterate what Stu said this morning about this incredible team that turn up every week and bring their best. And it's not these guys, it's the people up in the production booth as well. They're here early, they rehearse during the week, they do an incredible job. And before I go on, I actually want to thank Pastor Sean and Pastor Morella for, for this opportunity to be able to stand up here and share the Word of God is an incredible honour. Um, as you know, these guys are incredible leaders of our church and the best thing that we can actually do for them is to pray for these guys in your prayer life because I've noticed working alongside these guys during the week, they're certainly praying for everyone in this building. So if you get that opportunity, make sure you pray for those guys. Thank you guys, you're incredible. Two days out from Christmas. Who, uh, who has perhaps gone a bit early on the Christmas festivities? Maybe indulged a little much, Jimmy has. So I've just had my parents over for four days, um, over from central Victoria. And my mother brought over a, a Christmas fruitcake that weighed 2.5 kilograms. She actually nearly had to pay extra luggage to bring it over on the plane. So needless to say, for the last four days, any time I have basically stopped moving and sat down, there's been a piece of Christmas cake appear in front of me. So I reckon I'm about 1.25 kilos into that at the moment. So I'm just uh, loving it. But look, that's great for this time of the year. Let's enjoy it. So the title of my message for today is Relationship Starts Somewhere. And I'm going to break that down into, into three parts. Um, but before I do that, I thought I'd actually give you a little bit more background about who I am, where I've come from. Because I can actually honestly say I didn't really have this plan to be, firstly, living in Tasmania in Hobart, and secondly, being an associate pastor. Actually, thirdly, standing up here doing this. But... <laughs> And that was especially in my late teens when I was living in Melbourne. Uh, I was playing Australian rules football at a fairly high level. And I certainly was experiencing everything that the world could possibly offer at that, at that time. As I mentioned, I'm married to Bernie. He's the most incredible woman in the world. I'm incredibly blessed. We have three amazing children, Damien, Bailey and Flynn, and a beautiful daughter-in-law. And truly, I'm, I'm a blessed man to have such a great family. As I said, I'm not originally from Tasmania. We actually moved here about 15 years ago. Came for a six-month working holiday. Fell in love with the place. Thought we'd stick around for, for a bit longer. Where I grew up was a small country town, a place called Tulane. Um, it's about 200 kilometres north of Melbourne. The farm that we grew up on had about 2,000 acres. We ran predominantly sheep and grew some crops and that kind of thing. Um, I'm the youngest of five siblings, and we, ha we had a great upbringing. Anyone who's been brought up on a farm, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great life. You spend time working on the land, you drive cars, you ride motorbikes, you do all that sort of thing, try not to get too injured. Actually, going back there, before I um, joined church, uh, I worked in the world of workplace health and safety, and now going back to my parents' farm, I have absolutely no idea how we survived as children. There's machines, like, stacked up on bits of wood. It's crazy. In the, um, we also played sport, so the summer was all about cricket, scorching 40 degree days, running around, chasing a ball. The winter was about Aussie rules football. 
But the one thing that I remember as a child was my love of music. Silas, you want to whack up that slide, mate? Yes! Check that out. Yes. All right. Um, this is me, obviously, as a young child. <laughs> love music. And, and my mother used to actually say from a very young age, I, I would anything to do with music, I loved. The thing is, as growing up where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of opportunity in that space. And sport, I became quite good at sport, and, and that was a thing that was promoted everywhere I went. So needless to say, the creative side sort of got pushed aside. That was basically until I met Jesus, which was, I was 27 years old when I had a start of my relationship with Jesus. And he actually reminded me who I was created to be. And now I have the incredible opportunity to stand up here on this stage, do what I love, playing music, and, and worship him. I was not brought up in a Christian family. Um, my parents, uh, incredible parents, um, didn't have a problem with people that went to church or anything like that. They didn't degrade them or badmouth church. It just, it just wasn't for them. It wasn't, part of their, it wasn't part of their life. But the thing is, I knew Jesus from an early age, just through different avenues, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Okay, so as I said, the title of my message is Relationship Starts Somewhere. We're going to look at the scripture from Luke 2. It's basically when, when Jesus is born and we're going to focus on the shepherds, when the shepherds come and, and, and meet Jesus. So we're going to read from Luke 2, 8. Point number one is the start. So Luke 2, 8. And in the same region, so where Jesus was born, born in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Probably understandable. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And not as if angel wasn't enough. And then suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So, let's just picture this. Imagine you're a shepherd, you're out in the field, you're looking after your sheep, doing whatever you do as a shepherd to pass the time. I kind of imagine that one of them there is like counting the sheep, like, you know, 43, 44, and the other two are yelling out, 38, 26! <laughs> Just trying to pass the time, throwing rocks at things, all that sort of stuff. But this is the moment where the shepherds first heard about Jesus, which is, that's great. But this is the moment when people on earth first heard about the living Jesus on, on earth. This is the opportunity that they had to actually go and develop a relationship with Jesus. They would have heard from their teachings about that one day there would be a Messiah that would, that would come and, and change, be the saviour of the world. But the fact that that was happening right now is, is, is huge. It's huge. For these shepherds, that's the start. That's the start of where they were at. And it's interesting, I started thinking about how does that look for, look for us? I haven't had a whole bunch of angels turn up and start singing me songs about things I should be doing. <laughs> but one of the ones for me 
was my father-in-law. My father-in-law was a great man of faith. And he would spend time talking to me just about who Jesus was. And he would, give it, he would do it in a different way to what I've heard before. Previously, what I heard before was just your things around Christmas and a few things from school. And that, for me, was a start to my relationship with Jesus. It was a, it was a starting point for me to move on. There are also other opportunities or starts that we might create for people. It's that invitation to invite someone to church. That could be a start in their life around a relationship with Jesus. It's the grandmother who never stops praying for their grandchildren. It's the parents who bring their kids to church. It might be something that you see on social media, which is the point you go, hang on, this is the start in my journey, my relationship with Christ. The starting point is basically revealed to us a new way for the very first time that we can encounter Christ, something new. Okay. Point number two. Still that. Uh... See, I don't get that when I worship. When I worship lead, I don't have my big head up there. It's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> sort of stared in the background. It's, yeah, it's good. All right. So point number two is go. So in Luke 2, 15... We'll continue on through the scripture. When the angels went away from them into heaven, so away from the shepherds, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, which I would do, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby living in a manger. So the shepherds now have an understanding that Jesus exists, but to encounter that relationship, they actually had to move from where they were into the proximity of Jesus. They left their sheep. They didn't say, okay, you stay behind and two of us are going to go. They left, they left what they had and they moved from where they were into proximity where they could see Jesus. So when, I don't know if you guys had this in Tasmania or other areas, if you're from other areas of the country. When I was in primary school, uh, about every two weeks we would have religious instructions or, or RI where we'd have a visiting preacher come along visit, visiting pastor and we'd have these yeah getting some nods that's good and you had these uh these booklets that you'd fill out which was all about Jesus and God and me and my mate we would draw awesome drag cars was what it was all about I don't know why but they were incredible on the side of them um so I knew about Jesus from an early age and you hear about it for Christmas but I hadn't moved myself from that starting point I hadn't gone anywhere to get in proximity where I could encounter Christ. And I looked at how can we do that? What are our goes? Some people it might be, hey, I've heard from Christ and now I've come to church. And if that's you today, that is awesome. That is so awesome to be able to walk into this place. But our go into our relationship is reading our Bible. It's doing that action to become closer to God. It's spending time in prayer. It's getting around people that are going to tilt our eyes to Jesus, actually moving that action to do that. And I've got to say, that's one of the ones for me. That's probably my, one of my hardest goes, is when I'm going through a tough time, it's picking up the phone and calling a mate who I know is going to tilt my eyes back to my relationship with Christ. It's not easy, but that action will increase my relationship with Jesus. Point number three is come as you are. So the shepherds, 
as we said, were the first people really outside of Mary and Joseph to hear about the birth of Jesus. And which is interesting that they were chosen. So at this time in history, basically the shepherds were considered to be uh, the lowest of low in society. Basically the very nature of their work kept them from entering the mainstream of Israel's society. They couldn't maintain the ceremonial washings that were required at the time and they couldn't observe all the religious festivals and feasts and those kind of things. They were often referred to as vile and unclean. Their lives were spent handling animals, often sleeping outdoors and being surrounded by manure and and possibly disease. They were actually shunned by the religious leaders and by the um, high people of society in, in the towns at that time. Yet God chose them to be the first ones to hear about the birth of Jesus. God doesn't care about social status or where we're at or what we have. He cares about people's hearts. And he accepts every single one of us exactly as we are, as we are in this exact moment in time. He doesn't judge, he loves. He just wants a relationship with every person exactly as we are right now. Now, I left a bit of my story out earlier on. I just alluded to the fact that I was saved at 27. And I just want to come back and revisit that and just give a bit of a background to, to, I guess, to my salvation story. Some some people may have heard it, others have not. You see, um, when we came to Tasmania and we decided to stay, we thought we would uh, buy a property here and we had a property back in Victoria. Due to some circumstances that were pretty much stuff we didn't see coming and were outside of our control, um, we found ourselves in a very financially tough situation. Some of the situations, as um, example, is that Bernie fell pregnant with our um, youngest son, Lenny, and um, had complications. So from week eight of her pregnancy, she actually wasn't able to, wasn't able to work. So in our planning of having two incomes and doing these things, we went down to one. Through other circumstances with with some of these financial issues, um, things got pretty tough. Things were pretty tough. Basically, at the end of it all, we ended up having to sell all of our property, all of our assets, and we had a debt of $150,000 at the end of it. We, at that time, moved into a hostel here in Hobart, we actually really didn't have enough money to get ourselves back to Victoria to be with our to be with our friends and our families. So we moved into a hostel. Actually, can I ask the worship team to jump back up? So we moved into a hostel. So we had the four of us living in a small a small bedroom that basically had two bunks and a double bed, and that was about all that could fit in there. And we lived there for six months. Now, me being a a man and being a farmer, I went to fix-it mode. I can fix this, no problems at all. And growing up on a farm, it's actually, you learn to become quite resilient because things just have to get done. You know, you could be over the back of the farm and and the tractor breaks down. You've got to fix it. You've got to get the job done, what needs to be done. So that was what I was taught to do and that's what I was doing at this time, relying purely on myself to get through this. I was working as a nurse at the time. I was working double shifts. I was working at two different hospitals just to try and get enough funds into our house. But the situation that we were in, we, we weren't even getting close to what was going on. 
Now, at this time was when Bernie, who was brought up in a Catholic family, said, I'm going to church. And week number one, I was like, whatever, do what you like. <laughs> but the thing for me is that showed faith. There was, a, there was, a, there was faith in Bernie's actions that she knew that there was hope in Jesus. And that for me was a starting point on my journey with my relationship with Jesus, was seeing that. Next week, Bernie came around and said, I'm going to church. And I went, I'm in, I'm coming too. That was my action of go, to move from where I was into a proximity where I could meet Jesus. I could have sat there and, you know, gone to Bernie, how was church, how was church, knowing about Jesus. She could have been coming back saying, yeah, it was amazing, Jesus did this. And I wouldn't have had that relationship with him. So I had to move my proximity to somewhere where I could encounter him. And as I stood in church that day, I was a pretty broken man, to be honest. I, um, <clears throat> felt like a failure as a, as a dad, as a husband, just as a man in general. You know, when you can't put food on the table for your kids, it's pretty tough, pretty tough. But as I stood there that day, as I was, I just came to Jesus as I was with what I had. And I felt no judgment. I felt hope. I felt love. And that day in church, I gave my life to Jesus. Which is the most amazing thing you can possibly ever do. Because I can tell you from that point, it's not that our world has been relaxed and lovely and rosy. Everything's wonderful. Man, it's tough. It is tough. But the best days of my life have been since that day. And I know the best days are still ahead of me because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I walk in victory. You know, we walk in victory when we walk with Jesus. There is nothing that can stand against Him. No circumstance, no situation as bad as it might seem. And I can tell you, we've had some pretty bad ones along the way. But nothing can stand against the relationship with Jesus Christ when you walk in victory with Him. Can I just ask that we all just close our eyes and, and bow our heads just as we finish up? You know, Maybe this is, like I said, the first time in church for you today. You've all had the courage to move from a place of, of starting where you've heard about Jesus into a place of, of going to a proximity where you can meet with Him. And most importantly, it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter what you've got going on, situations, circumstances. If you feel like you've made it, if you feel like you don't, there's always a relationship there for you with Jesus. And he's after people's hearts. So in a couple of seconds, I'm just going to ask people if they'd like to meet Jesus in that relationship.
It's going to ask people to put up their hands. And when they do that, someone will come and, uh, from the pastoral team. And they'll just talk to you about, about how, you can, how you can meet Jesus. So is there anyone here today who, who wants to meet Jesus, wants to have an encounter with Jesus? Please just raise your hand where you are in your seats. Just come as you are to him today. Thank you for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message has impacted you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us at c3hobart.org.au.